The New York football giants came to London looking for a victory from the three and run Green Bay Packers led by Aaron Rodgers. And man, Big Blue, they delivered. No, it wasn't Lambeau Field, but instead it was Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And it was a very hostile environment. Trust me, I was there. Lawrence Tynes was there. Paul Schwartz was there. All of Green Bay was there, but Big Blue came through. We take a look at the impressive performance by Daniel Jones. The defense stepping up and shutting down the Packers offense in the second half. And how the coaching continues to change and shape the culture of this club. All this and much more from yet another, yeah, I said it, DJ Khaled style, another victory edition of the Blue Rush podcast from the New York Post, presented by your Tri-State Cadillac dealers. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's Barkley, another end around. Wanting to throw. Bellinger's going to keep it. And Daniel Bellinger! Second and goal at the two. This is Brightwell pounding the middle. Gary Brightwell, what a time for his first NFL touchdown. Ball batted again, incomplete. The Giants hold the Packers out of the end zone. And the Giants come from behind and knock off the Packers 27 to 22. New York is now four and one with a stunner in London. Welcome to the Blue Rush Podcast. It's our Giants podcast from the New York Post. We don't have a guest today. The team flew back right after the game, but you know they caught that dub today, and we've got you covered on the game from across the pond as the Giants beat the Packers in London. I'm Brandon London. You all knew that. London back in London. I'm here with my co-host, the Scotsman, two-time Super Bowl champion, kicker Lawrence Tynes. He's back in London as well. It's time to talk the Giants 27 to 20 dub over the Packers. First and foremost, LT, we gotta we 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 gotta state the obvious. When we did predictions, we mm. both said the Packers were going to win. But let us explain. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That was based on information we had at the time. Bad intel. Bad intel. And- and Lord have mercy. And Paul, he's worked his tail off all week. Yep. He's not here. He said they were going to get blown out based off the intel we had. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. The yep. Giants out threw them and outrushed them today. An Aaron Rodgers-led offense versus a bunch of guys who stepped up today. They've played good. Today was a game where a lot of guys 
made a name for themselves in terms of, you know, he didn't have anybody. I know you see the tweets out there post game. Who yeah. was on the field with, with Daniel Jones? I mean, sales and, and some practice squad guys and guys just stepping up in big moments. And when you don't turn the ball over, I mean, and neither team did, you have a chance to win. But I'll tell you what, I, I'm impressed with this win, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But but four and one for this organization and fan base is about as good as it can get you know, through five games. Now, before we get into it, talk about why you're impressed with this win. You Again, two-time Super Bowl champion. Mm. Been around this organization. You know the ethos. You know the giant way. Now they got a whole remix to it with Brian Dable, Joe Shane. Talk about why you are impressed with this win because the entire fan base is feeling what you're feeling right now. Oh, I think it's because, you know, Daniel Jones has been heavily criticized. And certainly those are never going to go away as your quarterback in New York football giants. You're always going to be criticized. Eli was, Phil Sims was, you name it. But what he's done in the last four weeks, give or take, I'm not going to put too many big words on it, but he's showing everybody who he is in terms of, you know, what kind of player he can be with not a lot of, and I don't want to diminish any of the guys out there playing, but receiver wise, you know, Slayton stepped up and that was great to see today. Cause I think he, we talked about him on our show. He needs those touches and his confidence is going to be through the roof next week. But Saquon did his thing again today, but there's just guys making grimy little six yard plays blocking on the outside. But confidence to me, Brandon, as you know, is the most important thing for any NFL team. Cause Listen, the, the the matchups are the matchups, the speed, the height, the weight, the jumping. That's all the same. But this the confidence that this football team should have and has earned is what they haven't had in many, many years. So that's what I'm excited about moving forward. And again, you know, this was a big win, a hostile environment. You were there. God almighty. It was loud. And Packers Nation was in full effect, man. It was I felt like I was in Lambeau. For a little while, you said I was there. You were there. I I, I saw you. You know, I didn't get a yeah. chance to go and uh, hug you and uh, take a picture with you because running around doing some doing doing some stuff for the NFL and and uh, the the Irish NFL show. But Shout it was loud, loud, right? Don't you agree? I mean, it, yo, it was it was all Packers. It was all Packers. Yeah, oh, it was let's go! I agree. All I heard was let's go pack the entire time. Go pack! I go, got yeah, in there. The whole game. I, I took the Uber. I got in there and had to walk like a. Uh, a long way. Darnell. Yeah, it was it was a long little walk in my little uh my little joggers, my little skinny joggers. But all you heard the entire time was let's go pack. And even when I tried to film some stuff with the NFL and the NFL UK, it was almost like I didn't want to be a little punk and ask them to quiet down so we can get some let's go giants chats outside the stadium. But that's just what it was. We walked into a hostile environment. And when you're saying you had guys step up and you're saying practice squad. I get you're not trying to diminish nobody. I'm a practice squad guy. You know, I was with the organization in this practice squad. Marcus Johnson, three for 35, huge catches. Richie James, three, two yeah. for 16. Wasn't anything crazy, but one of those was a huge first down. Saquon, three for 36. Darius Slayton, who mm. I talked to back in late August when everyone, the media, Buried him. Trade him. Oh, we can trade him to the Ravens for a this yeah. and a that. He told me he's walking from practice and he had a decent practice that day. And I go, what up, 8-6? I'm like, how you fit? What's, it's your comeback. It's your, you're coming back. He goes, it's going to be a hell of a story. I can tell you that. So I that's that. six for 79 with 13.2 yards per day. I don't know how to describe this win. Times LT. I don't know how to describe it, but what I can tell you, 
it's a culture win. It's a yep. shift in the culture. Leaving the game today, I'm on the uh, the family bus. I'm not going to throw names. I'm talking to Giants personnel, decision makers, high ups. We don't win that game last year. <laughs> You're not even in that game last year. You're not year. even in that. Down 10 against yeah. Aaron Rodgers? I would have walked yeah. across to the pub and the, just had some fishing chips and had me a nice little bird. Uh, you know what I mean? The the, the the Here's what the Giants have to do moving forward. They were a cute story, if you want to say that, through three weeks. Yep. They're a playoff contender right now. Whether you like it or not, that's what they are. They're four and one through five games. Think about that. They're yep. four and one. And they beat Green Bay, not in Lambeau, but they, like we talked about. That was a hostile environment. I was hostile. in those stands, and there was seven Packers fans for every Giant fan. Yep, yep. Literally. Uh, there was some noise made. Obviously, you have the neutral fans there from all the teams, which is which ma- makes this game so fun and great. But having said that, the Giants are going to play in a lot more of these games moving forward, and they're not a cute story anymore. They're 4-1, and one, and they're a good football team. And they, I, think, I think they believe that now. I really do. Uh, you come out here and win – it's a tough trip for anybody. Go back home, rest up, play another good team next week. But this is what you want to play for every week, these tough games, these big games. So people will take notice. I'm glad, uh, most importantly, that Darius Slayton had a good game and had the P.I. last week that got him a, a big play. But we always knew he could do this. And as you know, as a receiver, it's just confidence and touches. Like he needed touches, like a one-yard catch. Okay, good. I know how to catch the ball again. All right, now give me my eight-yarder. Now give me my 22. And he was cooking them DBs. Like I, he was open a lot more times today because I watched him a lot because I was in the stands. I was in a kind of corner end zone seat. And I got to watch. Yeah, good he yeah, good was cooking people. And I know yeah. a lot of the stuff wasn't meant to go to him every time. But man, he he had a great game. And and that's only going to build him mentally as he moves forward. And it's a big, big deal because he came in at the perfect time when the team needed him the most and he showed up. So that's a big, And I think the best thing. part about the play calling when it comes to getting a guy like that, his touches, getting his confidence back, was you didn't just see a straight go route. Last week, yeah. put the speed on tape through the first one. It was a, a DPI. Second one was an INT. That's all they had drawn up for him. This week, a right. couple stop routes. Had a deep cross off the uh, deep, deep crossers, overs yeah. off of the play action where he got the 18 to 22, was QB friendly, shaved mm. it off against a good corner. And you're just seeing them finding ways to get guys the ball. And they believe in their players. And I'm not just saying that, bro. Like, yo, when y'all listen to this podcast, I don't want y'all to think like, oh, you guys used to play for them or Brennan, you're you you do some social media stuff and hype the crowd up. We're not just talking like that. That's why we went and that's why we we said the Packers were going to win this game because we okay. took the media aspect of it instead of our feelings. But talking to the players in the locker room, and I saw Paul in the locker room, he was running all over the place doing interviews and stuff like that. So a shout out to Paul Schwartz with what he does. But Talking to Marcus Johnson, who only three for 35, but you get brought up off the practice squad. And I'm like, talk to those two big catches you had on that drive, two big first downs. And he had himself his own little deep cross. He goes, those were drawn up plays for me. Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, whoever draws it up, whoever, an install. Giants fans, do y'all know that feeling when they draw a play up for you? When they say an install, this is for you. Cut your split down. Hey, get vertical. Make sure you shave it off. 
especially on the rollout when Daniel Jones could have hit the flat, could have hit a couple guys, but he was looking for Marcus Johnson, number 84, because I didn't know who he was either at first. He says they caught it for him. So I'm like, yo, what were you feeling when they actually, they drew it up during the week? How did it feel? It feels great knowing that the coaches have played, you know, they, they got confidence in you, blah, 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 blah. But it's one thing, times when, you got it drawn up for you in 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 uh in the meetings and practice, but then they don't get to it during the game. But Jair Alexander, who is the the Packers number one DB and one of the top DBs in the NFL, was on him on that deep crosser for that first down catch he had. It was an 18, 20 yard catch. And he's like, I'm like, how do you feel when they call it in, in the huddle? And he's like, I had to get my mind right. Like, I'll get my mind right. It's an unreal feeling, you know, when they call it during during install. But then when you get it during the game, especially being a practice squad guy, getting so, bumped yeah. up. And That's then you time. rock on it. They're finding ways to get the, 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 the replaceables or the replacements, the ball, and put them in great situations, not only offensively, but defensively, defensively as, as well. And you don't see that from most NFL teams. No, no, you don't see uh, coaches giving young kids like that a chance, uh, but they've almost been forced to, right? The reality of this of that that position on this team is we have to find players that can produce. And Kafka, to his credit, Dable, to his credit, they're giving guys chances. Not a lot of coaches would do that, but obviously he's on the practice squad for a reason. You know, there's people don't understand. There, there is a very fine difference between a Pro Bowl player and a practice squad player. And I say that with a ton, like I'm not bullshit year like not the, at all. there is not a big big difference between a pro bowl player and a practice squad player there really is consistency maybe but skill wise talent wise it's all there it's exciting for young players like that because again what's that key? He, next week marcus is going to play with more confidence if yep. he's up and dressed and he gets a suit yeah i'm not going to talk about the guys that weren't there i don't think they deserve any kind of any time that we're talking about let's talk about the guys that did play and uh kudos to them man what a what a coaching job like let's talk about dable and the deep wink. And, you know, I, I was, I was upset in the first half because I, you know, we, in the down in the red zone down there, we, we came at them with like seven DBs and, and Aaron Rodgers, the Wiley vet just handed the ball off, handed the ball off. It was six or seven DBs and just four down. Yep. And I'm going, what are we doing? You know, I, were, were we going to force them to pass? I get it, but Aaron Rodgers is not dumb. So he just handed to AJ five yards, five yards, but that's why I don't coach. Because he frustrated them at some point. They did end up scoring on that drive, and I don't know if they went back to that package in the second half. But the 7-DB look was something that I don't think maybe Aaron's seen all year. Not a lot of coaches are going to throw 7-DBs out there with four down and, and say, but they did. We outrushed them, and we outthrew them, which says a lot about Brian Dable and this coaching staff because they deserve a ton of credit for getting a depleted roster to come over here 3,000 miles and play a football game and win it and beat a good Packer team. Let's get into some of the numbers because we know a lot of y'all fans are stat guys and numbers oh, guys yeah. and all the PFFs and the analytics and all that <laughs> stuff. So let's get into the numbers. Total yards, Packers 301, Giants 338. Passing yards, Packers 207, Giants 213. Rushing yards, Packers 94, Giants 125, first downs, Ooh. Packers 22, Giants 24, third down efficiency, Packers 4 for 10, Giants 6 for 11. That's right. That's what that's your ball game. We got bad intel 
when it came to picking this? Uh, we had no idea. We thought it was going to be web or some form of web and a practice squad kid they were going to sign. So had I known if DJ was playing thousand percent, oh I probably God. would have picked them just because I want to give him some flowers real quick. He made some big time NFL throws today outside the numbers down the middle and he was climbing in the pocket. I haven't seen him do that. You haven't seen him. He's kind of used to throw off that back foot high. Man, he was throwing with some authority. He missed Slayton early. I think there was one deep eight, whatever yeah. that deep. He missed him. He was a little bit behind him. But Slayton wasn't really looking for the football either. But other than that, man, he he balled. And he's he's getting more confident. Same with Daniel. Like he is, you know, he's five weeks into this offense plus a training camp. He's only going to get more. He's only going to get better. And they're going to keep putting more on his plate when they can bring in some more weapons and do some more stuff. The screen game, you know, those first two drives were ugly early, ugly, ugly. But I didn't panic. They obviously didn't panic. Um, defensively, ton of guys played great. Uh, Adore Jackson continues to come up and hit people like he weighs 240, which is crazy to me. I mean, I saw him take one from, from A.J. Dillon today, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's not do that again because he's not the biggest guy in the world. No. But they uh, – they compete on defense, man. They really do. Jaha Ward, what can you say about this kid? Man, he's the spark plug. He is the everything. Like, he does everything. The dirty, grimy, edge, juice, energy. Like, Jaha Ward is, man, he is on his way to playing, you know, to a long-term contract for this team. And the crazy part about it, someone who didn't, who doesn't watch Giants football would be like, what are you talking about? He only had oh, yeah. one tackle on the day. Mm -hmm. But did you see him set the edge? Did you see how physical he was to open up lanes for safeties to come down or corners or whoever the force player is? You know, like if it's sky coverage, sky, ladies and gentlemen, means that the safety has the force. That's S. Cloud means that the corner has the force. That's the C. He was opening up or he was either boxing or spilling to allow guys to come up and make plays. So let's talk about defense. Let's go to the defense. Julian Love, who just, we didn't even think was going to play. They signed Landon Collins as trying to figure, to add a safety. Led the team, five tackles. Adore Jackson, four tackles. Dexter Lawrence, and I hate calling another grown man sexy, but sexy. I know, me sexy. too. But he gets it. He can. I'll call him sexy as long as he keeps playing like sexy that. Sexy Dexy had the huge sack. Nick McLeod. Be honest, Tynes. Did you Never know who Nick McLeod was nah. before this game? Nope. Absolutely not. Talk to him. I after. thought it. I thought it was like a seasonal drink at McDonald's, like the McLeod. You can get that like I don't know Christmas or something. No, nah, I'm just playing. The, the, the McRib and the McLeod is back. Ladies. The McFlurry. We got the McLeod. Um, Moreau, Moreau played good. Moreau played good. We we said he would play good. I know and he got hurt, but I hope it's not too bad. O'Shane Zimenez, who a lot of people have been on two tackles, one sack, especially that hit at the end when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers on a Hail Mary, the game's not over. Oh, my know. gosh. Wait. I know. I kept thinking about it. We've all seen it. He's done it like three or four times. So it's like we don't need to see that again. But you've been around, and I'm not going to go too far. You've, you've, you've seen championships. You've been in these locker rooms. So defensively, if you got some guys who, again, everyone calls the Giants roster the replacements, in a sense, We're waiting for yeah. Shane Falco to show up. <laughs> You've seen it. Every guy talks about being the next man up. And, you know, most of the time you hear that, it's just player talk, coaches talk. But these guys really buy into Wink Martindale. 
and what it is he's trying to do. And it's just from a Fabian Moreau to a Nick McLeod stepping in, making plays. There's just something in the water. There's something in the Gatorade light or the G2 or whatever it is. But he's got these guys playing above and beyond what people expect them to be. And that's just great coaching. It's, it's, it's what we had. When coaches give players responsibility and confidence, and then not only that, but then they say, hey, you're going to go play like they told them during the week. The, the confidence, the trust that all these players have, they know they're going to get on the field. That magnifies itself. It multiplies in a locker room because everybody contributed. Everybody that made the trip today contributed to this win somehow, some way. Uh, a cool moment today on the, on the field, uh, DJ Davidson, the young defensive tackle, uh, goes down on a, it was a punt cover. And, you know, Jihad Ward went out there and spent, seemed like five minutes, six minutes with them before the cart came and got him. And I, I don't know what that does to you, but like when I see that, like that's why Jihad Ward is Jihad Ward. And you can see why people, his teammates love him. That was a cool moment and I hate it for DJ, but hopefully, you know, he, it's not too bad. But when a cart comes out, it's never a good sign. But I just wanted to make sure we pointed that out today because outside of the, score and the touchdowns like that's important that's what that locker room is now like you can tell that that locker room has a brotherhood a camaraderie which you know is the number one thing you need talent is one thing but if you don't care about what you're if you you have to care about what your teammate next to you is doing more than your, what you do so I thought that was a really cool moment for him today and like I said I hope he's I hope he's okay I tell a lot of the fans their why is different this year mm-hmm. I remember what Coach Coughlin used to say no and no, you know, when it came to the playbook. But then also being a coach's son, you're why playing for the next man. And I tweeted that when I tweeted that picture of him taking that knee and being right there by his teammate. So when we're walking into the locker room after the game is media, Hottie, which is what they call Hottie's yelling, nope, nope. The first someone yells, yo. Whoop, whoop, media's here, media's here. But then Heidi's like, nah, 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 stay on that side, stay on that side. Because they know it's like a they've built that us against the world mentality. And you know when you're playing for the next guy, it's not about my contract. It's not about what's going to happen. My agent says I should be getting more. I'm going to take these reps, and I'm going to run with it. And again, today we saw a culture change. We are yep. seeing culture changes when it comes. I tweeted this, tweeted a video, Coach Dave's Dable running in the locker room. Yo, it's got like darn near like 800,000. ESPN hit me up asking me if they can use it. Sports Illustrated hit me up. Brian Dable is yelling, let's effing go. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Going. I retweeted it. Come on. That's it's juice. It. The J-U Ice, man. The <laughs> J-U Ice. The J-U Ice. You know, winning is obviously a lot of fun, and, and the Giants have not obviously had much of it. But, I mean, Brian Dable's just different, man. Like, he's different than Shermer. He's different than McAdoo. He's different than Judge. Like, he, th- they found the right guy. And as you know, in this business, it's fleeting, so I don't want to – give him all the flowers in the world. But like this guy, what he's done in five weeks with this football team and this roster, this football team is incredible. He has made guys believe that maybe there's probably guys in that locker room that didn't think they were that good. And now they do. That is a coaching of all coaching, teaching, getting players to believe, getting your students to believe they can do that math problem or you can't overcome. Like there was guys in that locker room that probably didn't think they were that good that know they're good now. 
because they have people that believe in them. And that's all you can do, man. And then when you do that, it's dangerous. Like it's dangerous because this team, you know, they were, they had no idea what to think when the season started and now they believe four and one is a real right now. You put them in the mix as one of the top 10 teams in the league. And that's where you have to put them. And some people won't when it comes to the power rankings. That's fine. Because they're going to be like, oh, well, they still don't have this. or They still don't. Sometimes you just can't account for the JU ice. Final toss because we both got early flights <laughs> in the morning, guys. We, early hey, birds. Giants fans, we're live in London right now. Live. Like we, got, we, we had ourselves a time. Shout out to Great all the, the Giants fans from Scotland, Ireland, Everywhere. Germany, UK. Had a dope time. Tynes, close oh, us yeah. out, man, because it's been a great I mean, call, I don't man. know how many times this week I heard, is that Lawrence Taines over there? Is that you, Lawrence? <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. These people are passionate about football. I'm going to close it out. I don't need to give a game ball. I need to give a game ball to the entire organization for um, coming across the pond, which is not easy, and beating a really good football team. Uh, that's what they did. And so kudos to, to everybody that got a suit, everybody that practiced last week, practice squad, P-squad, looks for everybody that – that was a that was an organizational win to come over here and beat a really good Packer team that has a really good defense. And so proud of them. And listen, I think when you win, it just keeps getting bigger. Next week's bigger. So that's what you want, though. When you play in this league, you want every game to matter. And, and the Giants are playing football that matters. Quick question. So before we do wrap this up here, let me just find out from both of you guys. If this game was being played in Lambeau Field, do you think the Giants, A, still produced like they did? And B, is it just a different environment playing in Lambeau compared to being in what would be a neutral ground? Like, what's the difference in that sense? I, I, we we can't answer that in a sense because everything's different. Like, you know, it would have been amplified a little bit more at a Green Bay and, and times you've been there. You've kicked you've kicked the hearts out of Packers fans and stuff. So you can probably I, I, let me shut up in a little bit and you get there. But. At the same time, it's you go out. The play that's called is the play that's called, no matter where it's at. I got to run the route that I have to run the route. I have to catch that ball regardless. But you're seeing from this team, no matter what, whether you're on the road in Tennessee, no matter you're down against the Carolina Panthers or you're, you're battling out with the Chicago Bears, they're just finding a way. So regardless if they're in London or maybe they're at Lambeau, I just see that that this team fighting and clawing to get that W, and that's just they're gritty. They gritty. They don't need to hit the gritty because, but they are gritty. Yeah, it's a fair question. Um, it's hard to explain. Like today felt like Lambeau Field. I'm not yep. gonna lie. Yeah, it, it it was loud in there, and there was a lot of green. And if they, it was almost like if they weren't Giants fans, they weren't they were cheering against them. Yep, for whatever reason, and that's fine because it made it all the more sweet. But. Yeah, I, I think this team is tough, man. They're gritty. They uh they do a lot of things right. They don't turn the ball over. And when this team starts getting turnovers on the defensive side, I mean, they're going to start blowing people out is how I see it. No picks again. No turnovers. That's impressive stuff, what they're doing in terms of the turnover margin. And they're, you know, they're winning by small margins if you add up all the points, how much they've scored, how much they've given up. But that's the NFL in general. Every game's three points. So I would like to say, you know, we can't answer it, but I would like to say today they were the better team today. So they would have won in that parking lot. They would have won in that parking lot outside. Mm. Yeah. Daniel Jones outplayed Aaron Rodgers. And let's just leave it at that. The Giants are now four and one. You've heard from me. You've heard from two-time Super Bowl champion Lawrence Tynes, who is a Packard killer. But now, let's hear from the Scotsman. 
And that says cheerio to episode 115 of the Blue Rush Podcast, our New York Giants podcast. That's a lot to podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Harts for producing the show. And thanks to Tri-State Cadillac Dealers for presenting this episode. New episodes of Blue Rush drop Monday mornings and Thursdays. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your bloody podcasts. For Brandon London in London, I'm the Scotsman in London, Lawrence Tynes. We will return to your eardrums on Thursday to preview the Giants-Ravens Week 6 matchup. Thanks for listening to Blue Rush, you filthy animals.